welcome to the Travel Agent Interview Podcast. My name is Megan Chapa and I am your host. Today I am privileged to have Judy Yursa on the conversation with me. Welcome, Judy. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, Judy, we've been talking about gadgets for kids because we both road, road trip with our children and we've had some experiences with headphones that are not so great. I've not had good experience with several brands that I've tried. Uh, but you happen to have a brand that you like and that your child has been happy with and you think is very comfortable. So would you tell us a little bit about this? Yes. Yeah, it's actually, it's called Cozy Phones and it's by Halo Acoustic. And I purchased it uh, a little over a year ago for my daughter's first international flight. We went to Portugal last September and she was um, about to be two or she was, yeah, one in a few months. And I just was on the market trying to find headphones. And as you know, they're pretty bulky and they tend to slide off. And mm-hmm. she doesn't really like anything on her head. In fact, at that time, I was having a hard time with bows being on her head. Sure. So I really needed to find something comfortable. And I found these cute headphones. They come in different colors and different styles. Uh, I bought her a purple frog. Yep. And it was sort of like a toy for her. And they're this soft fleece material so she can lay down. Do you know if it has a volume limiting feature? That's one of the things my husband also cares about, which I do think is important, is that they can't turn it up to like, you know, 11 and then burn their little ear. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Okay, Judy, let's talk about you, the star of our show. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the travel industry? Sure. Well, I inadvertently got into the industry uh, a little over five years ago. I was working as a receptionist at an engineering firm, and they had an in-house corporate travel agent um, that would sometimes get overwhelmed because the company constantly had people um, flying out to different sites. Um, so I would help her a little bit, um, on the clerical side. And I, I got to learn a little bit about booking and, um, I just decided to take the plunge and do my own consulting, Mm -hmm. um, once I got pregnant with my first daughter. Mm -hmm. And then once I, well, before I took the plunge, I just started to think I've kind of been helping my friends and family plan their travel um, arrangements for quite a bit now. Um, I was fortunate to be an au pair in college. Nice. And I got to travel with this family that I loved, and they'd take me to Europe. Um, We went to Switzerland, Germany, Italy, France. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just kind of got the bug for traveling. That's a pretty good gig. That's awesome. It was was very good. Um, And I, I did days off. Um, in each country, which was awesome. And the family, well, the parents, um, they fluently spoke German, Italian, and French. Wow. And some, and they had a family in some of these places. So I not only got to do the tourist attractions, but I got a glimpse of how the locals live. Well, how about let's talk about the particular area of travel that you specialize in. Well, um, my first inclination was to go into family travel because I did, I was an au pair, mm-hmm. but my first love is actually, um, my per my faith. 
And uh, I think in the last few years of adulthood, I guess, after college, um, I've done my own sort of faith journey, um, trying to discover a little bit more about the history of my faith. I was raised Roman Catholic, Mm -hmm. and um, I I think I kind of got started a little bit, actually, through my parents and my grandparents. We would take trips to see um, different churches and basilicas throughout California um, and Mexico, and I'd hear this wonderful storytelling from, you know, my grandparents, and that sort of sparked that little um, interest in me to kind of uh, see other places and discover more, and I've been fortunate to be able to visit um, other places on my honeymoon, for example, my husband and I, uh, we went to Rome, mm-hmm. and um, my family and friends sort of joke around with us that our honeymoon pictures look like a pilgrimage. <laughs> it's just church after church after church, and but that's what we love. We love, um, you know, going to these little chapels and you know huge basilicas, and it's it, learning the history of it. It's really exciting and interesting for us. And since then, I've just I've been able to research a lot more, um, especially throughout Europe, um, South America, and have been fortunate enough to help others um, plan trips to these places and sort of make that kind of dream bucket list destination a reality. Um, so yeah, it's it's really my my first passion now is is um, religious travel. That's exciting, and it's really refreshing to hear that your husband has the same interests as you and that you guys can, you know, this can be a centering point of your relationship and that you guys can travel together. Let me ask you this question. The stories that your grandparents were telling, was it about places of that are central to your faith that you wanted to go visit and that they had been to, and so you wanted to seek those out also? Yes. So... um grew up in central California. So a really big part of um, California history are the missions. Mm -hmm. And um, for example, like I would visit the missions with my parents and learn a little bit about the history of how that mission came about, how it was established. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course that revolves around Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And then I would visit my grandparents in Mexico. Um, I got to go to the Basilica of Guadalajara Mm-hmm. another really beautiful grand church and in the history of that. And there's actually um, relics of old saints and the history and story behind those saints and how they got there. Just different stories like that, that just kind of just helped to inspire um, a, a little bit more of a devotion. It's just, it's really nice and something I really enjoy. Do you do individual trips for people or are you planning like, large groups and are you going as a participant or are you also going as a guide? How has that happened for you and what do you have coming up in the future? Um, I do a little bit of both. So I help uh, clients tailor their own custom um, pilgrimage. It it just sort of varies. Um, But at the same time, I've put together a few group um, tours, group pilgrimages, um, for example, I have one in the works for next year. Mm-hmm. It was actually 
supposed to happen this year, but I am five months pregnant. Congratulations. <laughs> and thank you. Mm-hmm. And had to postpone. Um, so it will be happening next year. The dates are still tentative. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still looking um, for a priest to come along with us. So when I plan my own group tour pilgrimages, um, I usually I usually come along just because I want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. At the moment, the one we're working on is a Fatima pilgrimage, um, just because this year mm-hmm. marks the 100th year anniversary of the apparitions of Mary in Fatima, Portugal. Uh, actually, May 13th uh, was mm-hmm. the 100th anniversary. And, uh, yeah, so next year... Um, It'll be 101, but the good thing that I've been telling my group is that um, the crowds will be a little less, and yes, <laughs> the pricing yes. may mm-hmm. actually be better <laughs> because the hotels and um, you know the airfare will probably go down a little in price, and there won't be the abundance of people that will want to go the following year um, after the celebrations. And I I've been to. Um, to Fatima and really got to experience it at a time when there was maybe, I don't know, 100, 200 people there um, in the chapel. And it was really nice to actually get to really um, take it all in. You know, you you really get that sense of looking around everywhere. And um, I I don't think you can get that quite as well with, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of people (laughs) Um, sure. And you're getting elbowed and maybe you want to take a moment to pray or just reflect and instead you're right. being hurried along. Yeah. I, th- I think 2018 yeah, might be a really but, good choice. Um, I also have other, uh, destinations in mind for the future, future, I guess. Um, obviously Jerusalem is one of them. Um, I've been talking a lot of, with, mm-hmm. uh, my church community and that's a really big point of interest. For all of us, um, but as well, there's there's just really, I mean, it's kind of endless because I have <laughs> my bucket list is huge. Um, but there's there's Ireland sure. um, for the footsteps of Saint Patrick. Um, there's a different mm-hmm. uh, there's a Rome uh, tour that I I've kind of had in mind. Um, Assisi, um, Siena. There's just oh, there's so many. <laughs> I get just mm-hmm. excited just thinking about it. Well, this is great too because if if persons participate in one and they really love it, you've got you know a checklist that you're going to be going down in the future, and they could you know potentially That's get right. on the next one too. Um, I see that you have a YouTube video on your website that outlines the path that yes. you guys will be following. Is this a video that you created? Actually, my husband helped create it. It was a combination of our own pictures and then um, pictures that we received from our supplier that was helping us to organize everything. Great. All right. We will put a link definitely to both your website and to the YouTube video where people can see the path that this Fatima pilgrimage is going to take. What is your greatest success story, a funny story or a situation that went slightly awry, but you were able to correct in your, uh, in your client's past or your own? Well, I actually have a story, a flub, I guess, on mm-hmm. um, my client's part. Uh, it's funny now, but 
I'll tell you that day was quite stressful, but mm-hmm. it turned out to be a, a huge success story. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> a couple reached out to me um, wanting to celebrate their honeymoon in Portugal, Spain, and France. The couple missed their flight. No. And <laughs> uh, they reached out to me, and luckily they took my recommendation to get travel insurance, which yes. I always recommend to everyone. Yes, me too, especially internationally. Luckily, I was able to get them flights, but it wasn't until the next day. And so they were to miss out on an entire day of touring in Lisbon, mm-hmm. Portugal. So I reached out to the supplier, took care of everything, all the transfer. I reached out to the transfer company so that, you know, their um, car would be waiting for them the next day sure. um, at their new time arrival. It was a very stressful day, the day of trying to fix everything. But afterwards, I kept getting texts and emails and they were just sending me picture after picture of them enjoying all of the landmarks Mm -hmm. and just having a wonderful time and you know after they came back and they just you know called and had all these wonderful stories and I took care of their insurance claim for them and they got their money back for all the you know the tours and the flight um, discrepancy and all that so it was just it was really great. <laughs> it turned out to be really great. I appreciate your story because it's a really good testimony as to why you should go through a travel agent because they have the phone numbers to call the people you need. You're not stranded at the airport. Someone is working the scene while you're patiently waiting with access to a computer and a phone number and can reach all of the people that you're supposed to be in contact with, the car that's supposed to be waiting for you. She handled the insurance claim. You did a good job. I appreciate the story. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you thank for that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Was, I was very happy that even though they missed that one day, it's you know they they recuperated their money for that, and they ended up really really loving it the rest of their vacation. It was yeah they were very very happy. Yeah. Awesome. Now let's talk about your best or most memorable meal. Since you've been to some of these countries where things and cultures can be a little crazy, what do you have to tell us? Hands down, for me, it was a dinner in Florence, Italy. Mm -hmm. And it was actually pretty simple, I think, in terms of um, meals out there. But it just was cooked so perfectly. I, I... got a recommendation from our concierge at our hotel and the restaurant was called Angelino Mm -hmm. and the concierge couldn't say enough about how wonderful this place was and how it was really uh, popular with the locals and he said you have to try the Bistecca Fiorentina and um, he didn't give us much of a description (laughs) my husband and I Um, just you know I, I understood steak and I love steak so, sure, we had um, three-course meal, soup, really good. I can't remember the name. But the steak, as it was just, I mean, it was just the way it's cooked. It was like two and a half inches thick and like the size of my head um, huh. for two people. <laughs> and it's, you know, uh, the, the waiter brought it out and he cut it in front of us and it looked really rare, which I was getting really worried about. Mm-hmm. But I still tried it anyway, and it was just 
the most delicious cut of meat I've ever had in my entire life. And it came plated simply with potatoes and just, it was delicious. It was just, I, I've never had another steak like that again. And uh, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> we talk about that, my husband and I, I think <laughs> at least once a month. <laughs> You're talking my um, husband's language yeah, right now. Steak and potatoes. He, he would be like, soup, you can have that, babe. But he'd eat the whole steak himself. Sounds good. Oh, it was so good. And, of course, we you know, we had it with house wine, which you can never really go wrong with Italian house wine. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for dessert we had a tiramisu, which it was wonderful. But still, that steak, I, I dream <laughs> about it. <laughs> That's a good steak. <laughs> Uh, well, I thank you for your time. That's our last question. Is there anything that you've thought of that you might want to add into the podcast to tell our readers that might be of use to them in either contacting you or about the services you offer? Um, I don't think so. I just, you know, I, I'm just really thankful for what I do. I, I really think I'm in the best position because I'm sort of a nerd when it comes to researching and putting travel plans together. I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, Learning about destinations and cultures and especially when it's um, faith-based, it's just, it's just that much more special. So um, I love when people reach out to me about, uh, you know, different trips. It just, it really gets me excited and it's almost like I'm, going with them in a certain degree so yeah well it's good to hear your passion and I think that our listeners will appreciate that too especially ones that are looking for this type of travel so thank you very much we will put all of Judy's contact information her website the information for the kids headphones and her YouTube video for the Fatima pilgrimage in 2018 in the show notes and if you want to find more information about Judy herself, you can go to our guests and click on her profile. Judy, thank you so much. And this is Megan Chapa, the host of the Travel Agent Interview, saying good night.